This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the globe. And today it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from London, Jeff. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. And good afternoon from Asia. Let's talk about the markets where you are in Asia Pacific. Japan apparently bucking the trend at the moment as far as their markets are concerned. Yes, with the resignation of Prime Minister Suga, Japanese markets have rallied aggressively this week and that has continued today. They're up about 0.7% today, but up about 5.5% for the week. Now, the reason for that is because Japanese investors are expecting that the new Prime Minister, whomever that is, will open up the fiscal stimulus taps again ahead of an election later this year. We saw GDP come out this morning at plus 2%. But uh, for Q2, but Q1 was minus 4%. Uh, so it's really not uh, showing any signs of recovering that giant drop at the start of the year. And the feeling is in Japan that even with an election coming up, the, the uh, aside, Japan would have to open up the fiscal stimulus taps again to even get back to 0% GDP uh, uh, for, for, for this year. That's been boosting Japanese shares. Uh, even as the rest of Asia has been generally retreating. We saw commodity prices fall overnight uh, and New York came back from holiday in a a, a fairly bad mood as well. Uh, The concerns about the longevity or the momentum of the US recovery weighing on sentiment uh, with US investors. Uh, The uh, US stock market closed slightly lower overnight and that has fed through to stock markets in Asia today as well. And looking ahead to the next 24 hours, or so. We've got inflation figures coming from China, but probably more importantly, the latest from the European Central Bank. Yeah, look, I I think unless that China uh, inflation comes in a long way below the 1% expected, we're not going to get a lot of reaction there. I mean, if it does surprise quite substantially to the downside, the stimulus trade will will be back on in China again. And Chinese equities have also rallied quite strongly this week on in anticipation of more stimulus from the central government. That trade will get renewed momentum if it's a low ball inflation number tomorrow. Uh, but otherwise, I think it will pass without incident. The ECB is probably the most interesting uh, event for the rest of the week. And uh, the key uh, outcome here is, are we going to get a what I would describe as a dovish taper where they start uh, well, will they at least signal that they're going to start tapering their quantitative easing programs uh, but at the same time very strongly saying that until inflation is uh, consistently at two percent there will be no chance whatsoever of any tightening of rates uh, that situation should be bullish for the euro um, it's probably neutral for European equities at the moment, but definitely will be bullish for the euro. Uh, I'm 50-50 on that one. I, I think the doves will carry the day for at least one more meeting, um, and, and that decision will be pushed back into uh, the next uh, meeting, which I believe will be in October. But otherwise, I, I believe um, that will be the highlight for the week. Meanwhile, let's talk about uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin falling quite substantially. Has that got anything to do with the problems with the Bitcoin launch in El Salvador, because um, you know, famously El Salvador has been the first country to take on Bitcoin officially, and it's all gone a bit wrong. 
Look, it was a, a bit of a rocky launch. I believe that they've said they've overcome those uh, those, those initial issues, and there were always going to be teething issues. They did announce yesterday that they'd bought, I think, two or four hundred bitcoins, uh, which is not a huge amount in the greater scale of things, especially for a, a sovereign nation. Uh, and, and Bitcoin headed lower from there. I, I do believe there's, a, there's a, a certain amount of buy the rumor and sell the fact. And when uh, th this came to, to, to pass, then some selling emerged in the market. Now, there's been a lot of speculative long positioning being put on in recent days above 50,000 uh, in the Bitcoin space. And I think that when Bitcoin started falling through 50,000, some of those people must have got spooked and then they've run to the market and sold and it's created a self-perpetuating negative feedback loop which has then triggered other stop losses and flushed other long positions out. We saw Bitcoin fall 17% at one stage intraday. It's still finished down 11% um, on the day and it's fallen another 3% today. I mean, Bitcoin itself has had an enormous rally over the last uh, four or five weeks. Uh, so it was probably due a correction, but the price action does suggest that a lot of uh, longs that have been put on at unattractive levels are, are running for the door. I mean, Bitcoin itself at the moment, you know, I've been bullish for the last uh, couple of months, actually, and it did actually hit my 51,000 target. The charts aren't really revealing a strong uh, pattern here. I think if we drop through 44,000, we can see another move lower to through 40,000 on more stop losses. But if it holds at 44,000, I think the uptrend can uh, resume. Um, as I've said in the past, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies make very good tradable assets. Uh, the jury is out on whether they're really truly going to be investable assets. And what's happening with oil and gold as we speak, uh, Jeff? Anything of note? Oil ticked down a uh, lower overnight, and that was just uh, in the tone of the general negativity that New York came back to the office with after the holidays, uh, obviously with OPEC adding production on a daily basis, uh, combined with concerns about the the pace of the US recovery, that was never going to be a, a good news for oil. So it dropped slightly o o overnight. And to be honest, if Brent crude goes down through uh, $70 a barrel, I'm expecting some more capitulation selling to, to emerge. Uh, that could be the dip to buy, though, I think, uh, in the bigger picture. Gold I have been quite concerned about with for the last week, and simply because when gold cloned above $1,800 an ounce, it seems to have run out of momentum. Now, all of last week, we saw the US dollar get sold, uh, but gold could not rally. It could not really make it up through $1,820 an ounce. When the US dollar sh spiked sharply higher overnight, we immediately saw gold come under pressure and it fell through that $1,800 mark uh, and, and it is trading around $1,795 at the moment. I think gold does look very vulnerable. It trades at a very strong inverse correlation uh, to the US dollar at the moment. So if we see US dollar strength this afternoon in New York, we could see gold fall through 1780 and that could be the start of a move down to the 1750 area. So uh, I think gold, out of all of these uh, uh, asset classes we've been talking about uh, today, there's the one giving me the most concern at the moment. Okay, Jeff, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Have a good day. And to you, always a pleasure. This is the Oanda Podcast.